0: Are you looking for a mortgage loan originator? Do you need help with credit services and down payment assistance? Well, guess what? I have some news for you. Dr. Janae Stokes, the financial coach, can help you out. Dr. Janae Stokes can also assist you with a 203k loan for a home remodeling or refinancing options. So, If you would like more information on how to optimize your personal financial journey, then by all means, follow Dr. Janae Stokes, the financial coach, on Instagram and Facebook, respectively. All right, let's get into the episode. Shalom. Aleikim. Peace be upon you all. Blessings be upon you all every single one of the kingdom of heaven citizens listening in right here, right now in real time and in futurity and those who are in religion but they're getting sick and tired of being sick and tired of their religion and you're seeking to apply for citizenship in the kingdom of heaven I welcome you too with warm open arms thank you all for tuning in to this episode. I'm going to try to keep it very short, sweet, and succinct um, because I don't want to keep you all long. But I believe this is a very important and apropos episode. And so essentially... Sorry about that. My phone was on on vibrate. Essentially... The title of this episode is, Religion is Big Business. Religion is Big Business. Kingdom citizens of heaven, I see this every year. What do I mean by this? Every year, it never fails. Every year that we go through this this cycle of the holy days of heaven the Moadim and the Kagim the appointed times and the feasts the three feasts of unleavened bread weeks and Sukkot the head of religion and man-made tradition that has been sanctified and or enshrined in the minds of the laity and/or Maureen, Zakanim, Morot, pastors, preachers, is revealed during this time. It almost never fails. It almost never fails, man. Religion is big business. And I'm going to show. I'm going to read some examples of this in scripture. I'm going to go straight to scripture. I'm going to go straight to the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution. Because this is the podcast, the Kingdom of Saurabh podcast, where I, your host, Yoel Ben Yisrael. I should have said that in the beginning, but I'm so excited to get into this topic right now. But I, your host, Yoel Ben Yisrael, the host of this podcast called the Kingdom of Saurabh podcast, where I do my very best to unpack, unbox, and demystify the good news about the kingdom of heaven and shine the light of the kingdom of heaven on different topical events and existential realities. During this time, I always see religion and man-made tradition rear its head. But I want to go to the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution and show you all what I'm really talking about. And specifically, we're going to hone in on Sukkot today, fellow citizens. Let's go to Yeshayah, section Yeshayah, section Isaiah, subsection 29. I'm going to read article 13. This is what the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution says section Yeshaya, Isaiah subsection 29 article 13 and it reads this way therefore the king Yahweh said this people draws close to me with their mouth referring to Israel and with their lips they do honor me but check this out but they have removed their heart, heart is a Hebraism for mind, they have removed their mind far from me, and their reverence, their fear toward me is taught, is predicated in the precepts of men. That, my friends, in the kingdom of heaven, is the very definition of religion, defined for us in section Yeshea, subsection 29, article 13. So we have Israelites, specifically here in Israelite antiquity, and it also applies to modernity as well, who are drawing close to King Yahweh with their mouth, honoring him with their lips, lip service. But their mind is far away from Yahweh Mokenu, the king of heaven. I bring this up because during Sukkot there's this tradition that I see habitually. It's almost always every year. Annually. And new citizens of heaven who I have a heart for and a a care for get tripped up by this as well. This Sukkot tradition of the Etrog and the Lulav. Right? I want to encourage you all, when you get a chance, to do your own research. Write to practice Acts 17, Article 11, and 1 Thessalonians 5, 21. Test everything, hold fast to what is good research the scriptures the kingdom of heaven's constitution and to ensure that a word that you're hearing is in synchronization and in perfect harmony with King Yahweh's word found within his kingdom of heaven constitution if you were to peruse section Leviticus Weikra subsection 23 Articles 33 through 44 You will not find the Hebrew word Etrog which is spelled Aleph, Ta, Resh, Wa, Gimel There If you were to also read that same section Weikra Leviticus subsection 23 Articles 33 to through 44 you would not find in the biblical Hebrew the word Lulav and that's an Ashkenazic V there, it's really spelled Lamed Wa Lamed fate but you would not find that there when I read section Leviticus subsection 23 article 40 it says and you will take for yourselves on the first day the fruit of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and branches from thick trees, and willows of the brook. And you will rejoice for King Yahweh Eloheka seven days, for an entire week. So I encourage you kingdom citizens, if you want to do a word study on that article alone, Weyikra 23, article 40, you will see that the Hebrew words etrog and Lulav are non-extant. They aren't there. If you were to look at elsewhere in the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution, in section Deuteronomy, section Devarim, subsection 16, and you were to peruse articles 13 through 17. Again, where it talks about sukkot the Feast of Tabernacles you will not find this tradition, man-made tradition you will not find the Etrog and the Lulav there you will not find King Yahweh commanding us Kingdom citizens of Heaven Israelites and non-Israelites alike to get a get an Etrog and weigh the Lulav as a part of Sukkot But religion is big business. I'm going to show that and submit that to you all in a couple of minutes. you were to look at Nehemiah, subsection 8, article 15. I'm going to read that for us real quick. If you were to look at that in the Hebrew, the words Etrog and Lulav are not there. In the Biblical Hebrew text. In section Nehemiah, subsection 8, article 15, it reads. This is a very interesting verse. A very interesting article, by the way. Nehemiah, section Nehemiah, or Nechemiah, subsection 8, article 15, in the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution says, And that they should publish and proclaim throughout all their cities and in Yerushalayim, saying, Go outside to the mountain." And fetch olive branches, pine branches, myrtle branches, and palm branches, and branches from thick trees, to make Sukkot, as it is written. So back in Nehemiah's time, and also Ezra was the scribe in the contemporary of Nehemiah. This time they built their. They didn't go to Walmart or Kroger or an H E B or your big box store to go buy a tent and sleep in it for seven days. They actually grabbed five specific branches, olive branches, pine branches, myrtle branches, palm branches, and thick tree branches, and they constructed their sukkah out of these five branches. But you will not find the lulav and or the etrog in the biblical Hebrew text of this article in section Nehemiah subsection 8 article 15 religion is big business why do I keep saying this because this is what the kingdom of heaven constitution teaches us as citizens of heaven we do our very best to honor the laws of heaven try to honor the letter and the spirit, the original intention, the original idea behind the letter of the law, to the best of our ability, as King Yahweh guides us, grooms us, and matures us as kingdom citizens of heaven through the governor of heaven, the heavenly governor, Ruach HaKodesh, or Ruach Kodesh Ka, set up our spirit, or King Yahweh set up our spirit. Okay, why is religion, how is religion big business? Let's go to Acts, section Acts, and I'm going to start reading in subsection 16, articles 16 through 26. Here's one example. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain woman possessed with the spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much gain, much chiching, much mula, much mammon, a lot of money, right? By soothsaying. This same followed Shaul and us and shouted, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High El who are revealing to us the way of salvation. And she did this for many days. But Shaul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, not her, but the spirit, the Ruach, I command you in the name of Yahshua Mashiach to come out of her. And he can't, he... Spirit came out of her the same hour. Notice the aftermath of this. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains, their money, their moolah, their mammon, their paycheck, their livelihood, because religion is big business. This religion of divination and soothsaying The religion of dark magic, black magic, is big business. But once they saw that their gains was gone, the hope of their, their gains was gone, Article 19 and Acts, Subsection 16, they caught Shaul and Silas and drew them to the marketplace to the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Yahudim, Jews, are exceedingly troubling our city, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. Right right now, Shaul and Silas, they're in Philippi, Greece, which is a Roman colony. It's being colonized by the kingdom of Rome during that time. Article 22, and the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent, they ripped off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes on Shaul and Silas, they cast them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely, who having received such a command, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast, fastened them in the stocks. And at midnight Shaul and Silas prayed and sang praises to King Yahweh. our El Eloheinu. And the prisoners, the prisoners heard them, excuse me. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. All this because Shaul and Silas were messing up the money. Why? Because religion, beloved kingdom citizens of heaven, is big, big business. Let's also look at this. Let's look at Acts, section X, in the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution, and I want to read for you all Articles thirteen. 25 alright let's go then certain of the vagabond Yahudim exorcists the religion of exorcism took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits demons the name of the owner the Adon Yahshua saying we adjure you by Yahshua whom Shaul preaches and there were seven sons of one Skiba a Yahudi, chief of the priests, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Yahshua I know, and Shahu I know, but who are you? And the man of whom the evil spirit was leaped on him and overcame them and prevailed against them. This is happening in Ephesus, Greece. So that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Yahudim and the Greeks, also living in Ephesus, Greece. And fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Adon Yahshua was magnified. And many of that believed came and confessed and revealing their works. Many of them, Article 19, and Section X, Subsection 19, Article 19, many of them also which use curious arts, magic brought their books together and burned them before all men and they counted the price, they counted the cost of them and found it to be fifty thousand pieces of silver because the religion of black magic and religion in religion in general is big business. It's lucrative. After these things were ended, Shaul purposed in the spirit which he had passed through Macedonia and Acacia Acacia, to go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome, capital city. He wants to go to Rome, the capital city, to see Tiberius Caesar. Because as a Roman citizen, he's able to do this. Okay. Let's continue on. Article 22. So he sent into Macedonia two of them that ministered to him, Timothy and Erastus. But Shaul himself stayed in Asia for a season. at the same time, there rose no small stir about that way. Hmm. Because a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines for Diana, listen to this, brought no small gain to the crafts Why? Because religion is big business. It's lucrative. We called together with the workmen of like occupations, the people who did the same thing, other silversmiths, and said, Sirs, you know that by this craft we have our, not just money, but we have our wealth. How so? Because, you guessed it already, religion is big business. It's very lucrative. last thing I want to also read is Matitya. Section Matitya. And I want to read for us out of the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution. Subsection 28, Articles 11 through 15. This is about to reveal to us that religion is not afraid to engage in collusion. Especially within the political sphere. Within politics. Yes, religio-political collusion is a thing. It's an existential reality, even today, in 2023. My religion... Excuse me, religion is not far-fetched for religion to be in bed with politics and for politics to be in bed with religion. Right? So it's not unfamiliar, it's not peculiar for the peculiar for them to be bedfellows. And we're gonna see that religio-political collusion didn't start with the advent of America and the grand old party Republicans and Democrats and lobbyists in Washington, D.C. and the states, but that religio-political collusion can even be found two millennia ago, and we're about to read about it. Now, 28, Articles 11 through 15 says, Now, when they were going, look, some who were on the watch came into the city and showed themselves to the chief priests, which are Sadducees, by the way, these are saying, chief priests who don't believe in the resurrection or spirit beings at all. All the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders of Zakanim, they had taken counsel and they gave large money to the soldiers. This is bribe money. article 13 saying you you say his Talmudim came at night by night and stole him away while we were asleep while we slept so they get paid the money the Roman soldiers and gave them a script to say this is what you say and if this comes to the governor's ears we will persuade him and secure you. So basically, if this comes to the ears of Pontius Pilate, the kingdom of Rome's governor, don't worry. We got you covered. We got your back. And we're going to secure your job for you. We're going to make sure you have job security. Article 15. So they, the Roman soldiers who were on the watch, Took the money, they took the mullah and did as they were taught. And this saying, what saying? That his, his Talmudim, Yeshua's Talmudim, came at nighttime and stole the body away while they were sleeping, is commonly reported among the Yahudim until this day. This is way before CNN, way before ABC, way before NBC. Way before the 24-7 news cycle. Way before the advent of the television, the smartphone, and all any other electrical, electronic devices by which media can be played on. But we see here the religio-political collusion betwi- betwixt the Sadducean chief priests and the elders and the Roman soldiers. And they gave them a script to report. And this news, this fake news was commonly reported upon the Yahudim until this day. Why? Because religion is big business. Whether it be the religion of Sadduceeism, or pharisaism. It's big business. Last thing I want to leave you all with. My beloved. Kingdom citizens of heaven. Are some. Interesting factoids. Regarding the Atrag and the Lulav. Today. All right. So, the Lu Lulav, we don't see it within the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution. We don't see it within the Bible. We don't see it within the Torah, Nebaim, or Ketubim, or Brikadasha Ketubim. We don't see it in the Kingdom of Heaven's Constitution. But I can tell you what we do see it. And a Babylonian Talmud. So as I was doing some research. Regarding the Lulav and the Etrog. Came across some very interesting information. As regarding the origin story. Of the Lulav and the Etrog. So this is from Kabad.org. this article is entitled Origin of the Origin of Four Species Kabbalah illustrates the mystical roots of the four species of Sukkot from the teachings of quote unquote Rabbi Yitzchak Luria translated and edited by Moshe Yaakov Wisniewski now Yashua Amashiach said in section Matitya subsection 23 article number 8 but you don't be called rabbi because one is your master even Mashiach and you are our brothers that's why I say quote unquote rabbi right only Yahshua merits the title Yahshua Mashiach merits the title of being called rabbi right on my great one But check this out. I want to read this really quick for you all. Uh, let's see. It's one, two, three. So it's like three sections, three pricopies I'd like to read for you all from this website. Because I keep seeing tradition, the man-made religion, pop up in the midst of the holy days of heaven. And I want to share with you all and show with you all why keeps happening because one time wants to cause and create confusion and two religion is big business. It's very lucrative. So it reads, in this week's Torah reading, Elohim gives the commandments of the holidays they say holidays I prefer to call them holy days including the holy day of Sukkot on which we are commanded to hold the four species. But we're not commanded to hold the four species within the kingdom of heaven constitution. But they're going to reveal to us where we are commanded to hold the four species. Namely the citron, the etrog, palm branch, the lulav, myrtle, hadas, and willow, araba, With with a V, together. And then they quote Weikra 23 article 40. And you will take for yourselves on the first day of Sukkot, the fruit of the beautiful tree, date palms, a branch of the thick bow tree, and willows of the brook. The sages explain, the fruit of the beautiful tree is the etrog. Really, very interesting. Date palms refer to the palm stem, the lulav. Very interesting. Most interesting. A branch of the thick bow tree is the myrtle. The hadas. And willows of the brook is the willow branch. The arava. And this is extracted. Extricated from. Not the Bible. Not the Tanakh. Not the brick out of Shah, Ketubim. Not the kingdom of heaven constitution. But from. The Babylonian Talmud which was innovated circa 450 to 550 CE. Found in section Seder Moed, which is Hebrew for the order of the appointed times. Tractate 32B and found in Tractate 35A. Also, This is the origin story. This is where the Lulav and the Etrog tradition originates from. Babylonian Talmud. Religion is big business. Beloved Kingdom citizens, if you were to go to Amazon.com right now, and I took care to look on Amazon.com and you can double check me, You would have, and so what I did was just I just simply searched for Etrog and lulav on Amazon.com, and it's amazing. You can get, if you would like to, you can get an Etrog and a lulav set on Amazon.com for the range of price range of twenty six dollars to fifty dollars and ninety nine cents. You can also get three sets of an Etrog and Lulav for $128.83. Why? Because religion is big business. You can also buy a Sukkah on Amazon.com. And they have Sukkot on Amazon.com that costs up to $987. They have other suit coats on there that cost $339, $339, and $299. But lastly, and I'm ending the podcast episode here, you can get your very own certified kosher suka for how much? $500 for the whopping price of $590. Nine American US dollars. So for six hundred dollars, you can get your own certified kosher suka. Why? Because religion is big business. It's very lucrative. And different man-made traditions that come from rabbinical sages and Judaism. infiltrated people's ideologies and their theologies. And my concern specifically for my beloved Israelite people is that the Hebrew Israelite awakening is slowly turning into the Hebrew Israeli awakening or the Hebrew Israeli movement because I see my beloved Israelite people adopting co-opting different traditions and religious customs that originate not with us, not with King Yahweh, not within his kingdom of heaven, not within his kingdom of heaven constitution, but these man-made traditions and these religious rites, rituals, and this religious rigmarole originates with the Israeli people the Ashkenazim who are on the prom living in the promised land right now Japheth dwelling in the tents of Shem right now according to Bereshit, section Bereshit, section Genesis subsection 9 article 27 I'll read that really quick as we close And King Yahweh will persuade Japheth, and he will live in the tents of Shem, and Canaan will be his servant. That's a loaded book chapter verse, section, subsection article, and that can be unpacked at a different time. With some tactfulness, of course. But my concern for my Israelite people is that we're adopting different religious rites, rituals, and customs and man-made traditions and these are being promoted, priests, and published to babes and Yahshua and new citizens in the kingdom of heaven and the laity begins to enshrine this tradition, this man-made religion that originates not from us, but from Ashkenazic Israeli Judaism and rabbinical sages, like the Babylonian Talmud, Babylonian Talmudic commentary, and we enshrine it as law. I encourage, I implore, and I beg us, and I beseech us, starting with myself, that we all change the way that we think. Because the kingdom of heaven has indeed arrived. And my sincere prayer, plea, and petition for those Israelites, African-Americans, my people, my love dearly, so-called Negro, Afro-American, African-American, colored, Ados, American descendants of slaves, the transatlantic slave trade, who brought here in chains and in the intestines of slave ships and Gentiles alike. If you haven't done so already, if you're sick and tired of your religion, if you're sick and tired of this heavy yoke of your religion, there be modern-day Pharisaism, Hebrew, Israelism, Christianity, Judaism, Islam. And like how Yahshua HaMashiach says in Matitya 11, Articles 28-30, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon yourself and learn from me, because I'm meek and lowly in mind, and you will find rest for your souls. Religion won't give you rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What yoke is he talking about? He's talking about the kingdom of heaven yoke. Because in Yeshayah subsection 9, article 6, it says, to us a child is born and to us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And it will be called Pele Yoet, Prince of Peace. I'm turning there as we speak. called Pele Prince of Peace. El Gabor, mighty El, mighty judge. Everlasting Father, Abi Ab and Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. Sorry, Pele meaning Wonderful Counselor. So if you haven't already applied for citizenship in the Kingdom of Heaven, I implore you to apply for citizenship within the kingdom of heaven in your lifetime. I love you all. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kingdom of Sora podcast. Let's all take care to change the way that we think, because the kingdom of heaven has arrived. Shalom Aleichem.